Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. Now, I'm typically your host, Steve Shear, but today is episode seven in a series titled Leadership Exposed. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. And we have a library of information and good stuff for you to check out. But for today, uh, this series is episode seven, where Patrick Booth, the owner and CEO of both the Impact of Leadership and CCB Technology, gives insights from his over 20 years in business and leadership. Today, he honors his father who passed away in 2023. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Impact of Leadership. This is episode number seven, Leadership Exposed, and this one is going to be a tribute to my father, Chris Booth, aka The Colonel. If you know of any of my posts recently, you've seen we are now celebrating a couple milestones as it's been a year since he passed, uh, which was on February 16th, 2023. Along with today, which I'm recording this in advance, is February 20th. It would have been his 77th birthday. Now, I bring this to you because as this was something I thought about is how can I honor my dad after a year of his passing? And I did a couple posts on LinkedIn. I hope you can check them out. If you haven't, um, you'll see that this episode ties nicely with all of them. Um, But my heart in all of this is to think, how do I explain to all of you, the man that raised me, the man who mentored me, how do I give you a glimpse into this amazing person who really shaped who I am today? What's going to be very difficult, there's no doubt about it, but let's give it a try. So let's first talk about who my dad is. Uh, He grew up in Alexandria, Virginia as an only child. And I bring that up because I think it had a lot to do with how he developed as a leader in life as he, uh, good and bad, had to learn how to basically build the own road in front of him as he didn't have an older brother or sister mentoring him. He just had to figure it out. And he really did it in a way that we'd call a trailblazer mode. If you know Dave Ramsey, he talks about this. Trailblazers are out there setting the forward motion of what you're supposed to be in life. And that was my dad to the T. He was always looking out on the horizon, thinking creatively, how could he be the next guy helping lead everyone forward. Now, there was a lot of ideas he had and some of the ideas he never took advantage of. I'm going to go ahead and share one of them with him because this is one that I just always thought was hilarious as a kid. And I told him you should do it. He came up with an idea. Instead of a server having to choose between two coffee pots, decaf and calf, and he did, he said, why don't you have it split right down the middle So then that person doesn't have to keep going back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. Now, we all know the problem is how much coffee would you have to fill up on one side? And then in the end, if you're not giving all the caffeinated out um, or you are, then how are you going to basically have enough to serve everyone? You're not. You're going to be going back. So I'm not saying all his ideas were great, but I love the fact that he would come up with these crazy ideas of What could I invent? Something that is so simple that everyone needs, but nobody's done it. And that's where he came up with the idea that worked called the charity program. He came up with these discounts because he had this mindset of create a solution that everyone wants or everyone needs or a big chunk of a group and just create it because nobody else has thought about it. And out of that came the charity program. 
where you could get 75% discounts for being a 501c3 nonprofit. Now, this vision did not take off right away. In fact, from what I understand, he had to do several pitches to Microsoft in order for this to actually take off. But I throw this out to you and say, what is an idea that you might have? And I hope my dad, even though he's gone, his story will help inspire you. I try to think about this all the time as well, is where am I taking my company? If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to be inspired. So thank you for taking time to listen. But you also have to take time to be creative and you have to find new ways to think beyond what you already know. And there is solutions out there that are needed, but you have to find ways to create them for your clients or possibly create a new wave in an industry that nobody's done something before. So T, take away from this lessons that there are opportunities, but somebody has to be willing to take the chance. And when I listed in one of my posts, I said that my dad was not afraid to take chances, but he was calculated. He was not this guy that just jumped off the cliff without thinking through it. He actually paused for a second and thought, hmm, how far is this going to be for me to jump? And what do I need to do in order to make make sure I'm safe? Uh, He wasn't this crazy person who just did whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted and how he felt. He actually did it with calculations. And I would encourage you, before you jump, make sure that you know what you're doing, but it's okay to be scared. In fact, I encourage you to hopefully, if you ever do anything and you don't feel that little bit of gut in your stomach, a little bit of butterflies, I'd say be careful because have you thought through everything? Um, Being scared is okay. Being able to take that risk is okay. But you do need to make sure that you have what it takes in order to keep going and just prepare yourself that not everything is going to go as well as you can. Which leads to another thing about my dad. As he created this vision for Microsoft and the charity program, not everything worked out well. For instance, we had to find a way to keep up with the demand. If you have a great idea and people are excited about it and all these uh, clients come to you wanting it, how are you going to supply? And I think a lot of businesses sink that way. So my dad was very, very smart. He kept expenses low and he hired people as he needed them, but he also used logistics, which is his background, to help him know how to supply. He hooked up and find partnerships with distributors around the country, which I am thankful that we are still maintaining today. And these relationships truly helped my dad be able to take this vision and this idea of licensing and be able to supply it across the United States, which actually had uh, clients that actually served the world through distribution because we didn't try to do it all ourselves. And I think that's super important as a leader, as you're being out there casting vision, you have to be thinking who's in your organization that's going to help you accomplish your goals and who's out there as a partnership that can also help you achieve great success because nobody can do it alone. And I say that constantly, the impact of leadership, you have to be willing to know you can't do this alone. You have to be able to do it with others, do it well. And my dad just had this heart and this vision for finding a way to bring people together. This episode of the Impact of Leadership podcast is brought to you by our friends at CCB Technology. The company started by the Colonel over 30 years ago. Now here's some interesting stats. Humble beginnings, 
but all the way to 2023. In the year 2023, CCB Technologies shipped product to all 50 states. Laptops, almost 7,000, 6,696 laptops were shipped out, 1,716 desktops, 400 firewalls, and dozens and dozens of servers as well. That doesn't even take into consideration all of the software transactions. So those don't get shipped. So what did that total? 8,100 software transactions. We are not what we were back in 1991, but we still have the heart that's got us going in 1991. We are here at CCB Technology to serve those that serve others. Go to ccbtechnology.com and see how we can be your one-stop shop for all things IT-related hardware, software, and outsourced IT services. ccbtechnology.com The stories that my dad has is unbelievable. Um, I'm going to go back to, um, I gave you an idea, an understanding of him as visionary, but here it even starts back before when he was younger. And this says, you know, have you always been somebody as a leader? Have you always thought outside of the box? Have you always thought of something more with creativity? And, and that is something that you either have or you don't. So here's a fun story that I want to share with all of you about my dad. When he was younger, he had been given a task, I believe in elementary school, to sell Christmas cards in the summertime. Now, we all know nobody wants to think about Christmas, especially in summer. You know, give me the popsicles, give me the pool, give me the sprinkler, give me the lawn chair, whatever it takes. You want to be thinking about summer because that's the best part, right, is to be out there in warm weather. Nobody wants to be thinking about snow and ice temperatures at all. But my dad took this on as a challenge and thought, if I can sell Christmas cards and get ahead of the group that is selling Christmas cards in wintertime, I can actually find a way to get ahead of everyone. And he did. Now, you have to be an incredible salesman to be able to sell that. I mean, seriously, like that is just unbelievable. But he did it and he ended up winning a contest. Again, these are stories that I cannot verify, but he had told me when he uh, was around. And I think it's true because if you know my dad, it makes total sense. This is the guy that would show up at your door in summer selling you Christmas cards and you would buy them because you believed in his messaging. Just yesterday, I had a business development employee uh, person call me from outside of my organization trying to get an appointment with me. Now, 99% of the time, I don't respond. But this voice sounded sincere and the message intrigued me. So then I went to the LinkedIn profile and I saw that this person had been posting on their profile since college how to build basically a roadmap of their success as a leader, but also a marketer. It, it was enough for me to say, I'm going to give this person a chance. So I did, called up the person, they called me back, and we had a nice conversation. And I just said, you know, I just got to tell you, your voicemail was genuine and real. People want to work with people who are sincere, people who are real, people who cast vision and excitement about what they're selling. That's why I called you back. And don't stop doing that. And I said, also, everyone needs encouragement. So I know your job is tough. Business development is tough. I've done it. But congratulations on what you have achieved today. And it was just one voicemail. It wasn't 100 emails. It wasn't a bunch of calls. It was one. But that one call was enough to get me to call her back. 
So if you're out there and you're listening to this, I hope you're enjoying it. Um, I just also want to say that, again, making an impression like my dad has done over the years can absolutely make or break opportunities for you. Another story that my dad had, and I hope you're enjoying these crazy things that my dad did, but he was a newspaper boy. And now this one is not a good one. I'm going to specify that before I share with everyone. He was a newspaper boy and he saw an opportunity to give his mom flowers for Mother's Day. And he saw the opportunity of everyone's got free flowers in their garden. So as he was delivering newspapers, he would pick flowers, not a lot, but a few from each yard. And sure enough, by the end of his route, he had an enormous, I mean, we're talking both hands full of flowers for his mom. Well, when he showed up and he said, happy Mother's Day to her, she was in awe of the flower bouquet that he had built himself. But also she's like, Chris, where did you get these flowers? And he's like, oh, I, you know, kind of picked some here and there. And then she realized what he had done and said, Chris, you have to go apologize to every house you took flowers from and tell them what you did. Now, in that moment, I think my dad did not think about consequences. He just thought he was going to wow his mom, which he did. But then he had to go back and apologize to every person he took flowers from. Now, it all worked out. But that is, wow, that is impressive that you actually came up with that idea, dad. I think I remember talking to him about that. So, you know, there are certain stories that <laughs> that I would say don't be like him. Uh, but most of the time I'm in a wow and in awe of how my dad always had this vision for where he could go. And he never believed he couldn't do something. Um, now you have to rein that in. And my dad did, because if you think you can just do anything, um, you could easily uh, use that in not a good way. But I praise the Lord, and my dad always said, Patrick, if it wasn't for the Lord, I'd probably be in a bad situation because I'd be living for myself, um, and that would not be good. I'd be using uh, the gifts that God has given me to help um, bring vision and casting success out to others and helping lead them. I'd be doing it in a destructive way. I'd be doing it in a way that served myself. And that is something you can't do. Um, it is dangerous. And so seven lessons my dad learned, and I want to share these with you as I have a little bit of time. Um, and I hope that these will also inspire you as these have been so influential in my life. Number one is my dad always said, always pray first. And he said this, and he had a reminder in his office that I remember as a boy, and he still had it up to the day he retired, and I kept it in my office as well. It was a sign of a picture of a man, a businessman in a suit. Looks like to be like in New York City because there's a, a huge skyline outside the window. And he's sitting in a chair with his finger on his cheek, listening to somebody, talking to him. And the person in the chair next to him is Jesus. And I didn't understand it as a kid. I remember seeing it. And I'm like, that looks like Jesus or a really, you know, hairy businessman. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. So I asked my dad, I was like, what, what is this picture all about? And he explained to me and did confirm that is a businessman who is listening to Jesus. And I'm like, why do you have a picture of that? And he said, well, Patrick, that's what I want to be. I want to be the man listening to Jesus as I try to every day get up and lead in this world of business. I need Jesus guiding me and leading me and directing my heart so I don't do it for myself. And I remember thinking just, wow, I never even thought for a second 
that that is something. I thought Jesus belonged in a church, which he does, of worship. But my dad said that he saw Jesus being in his life, in his workplace every day. But he needed this picture to remind him that before he made any decisions, he always needed to pray first and include Jesus in the conversation and to listen to him. Second thing was my dad said, have integrity beyond riches. And there was an opportunity that my dad had um, when Microsoft um, had the charity program and it was very selective of who could actually sell to clients, 501c3s under this program. There was only about 25 of us. And I remember I was in high school and my dad called me in to tell me about an opportunity where somebody was asking him who's not a 501c3 to buy all these licenses under charity. And he basically told my dad nobody would know. Well, it was a lot of money. Uh, at that time, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars that my dad would have made in profit if he would have sacrificed his integrity and said, yeah, it doesn't really matter. So my dad pulled me in and said, Patrick, I'm going to tell you about this deal. And I was listening. I was like, dad, what are you going to do? And he's like, I already made my decision. I told him no. And I'm like, well, then why are you telling me? And he's like, oh, that's easy. That's called accountability. Because I'm afraid that I might change my mind on the way home. And I was like, what? He's like, well, that's the real battles, dad, uh, Patrick. That's the real battle that I struggle every day. I want to live with integrity. I want to do the right thing that God wants me to do. I want to glorify Jesus. But there's something inside of me that wants to do a lot of things that benefit myself. And so I'm telling you this because, A, now you know about it. And, B, I'm asking you to hold me accountable that I don't go backwards. And I was like, wow. Then all of a sudden I realized my relationship with my dad in that moment was more than a father and a son. It was, it was a, a friendship. It was a bond that we had. And it was just really special. And so I think about that. And I think oftentimes, who's going to know? Who's going to know what I'm doing? Well, maybe nobody but I do have to answer for myself and I do have to decide if I'm going to live for myself or if I'm going to live in a way that's honoring to the Lord. And so that's where I wanted to share a good story about how my dad's integrity was beyond riches. Third is love your family well. I saw my dad do this oftentimes where he would show up uh, at late um, at night, but he would still show up to make sure that he was there to tuck us in at bed. Um, he would also uh, plan great vacations for us as a family intentionally. He made sure that we were there um, to be together and that he would plan things, that it wasn't just us doing our own thing. He wanted to make sure there was family intention of being together. He would, um, he found instead of, uh, he made a big choice if he was going to, um, how he was going to spend, you know, recreational time. And he could have joined a country club, which um, there's benefits to that, but he, he chose to put our time into a boat. Now, if you own a boat, um, there's a lot of work that goes into that. But what my dad did was he said he wanted to do a boat that was only in a marina about 15 minutes from our home because he wanted to make sure that if he was going to spend time, he didn't want to miss out on spending time together and doing fun things. Um, everyone kind of uh, has different choices. He he did try to see if he would ever do a cabin or something far away. And he just realized that he spent so much time in the car driving between Illinois and Wisconsin um, that he didn't want to put any more time into a car. He just wanted to spend time with us as a family. 
And so, yeah, he decided to go on this route, but it was done with intention about loving your family well. And we would take boat trips together up and down Wisconsin. Plus we'd cross Lake Michigan, uh, which was uh, an adventure in itself. And then we would go up and down Michigan. And that was amazing. It really was. But he did do things with intentional. He did love his family well. He wasn't a perfect man, but he was a man who definitely tried his best and did not waste his time doing things that didn't involve his family. Uh, I remember uh, when I was older, I said, Dad, you know, you need to work on, you know, having more friendships. And he said, Patrick, there's only so much time in a day. And honestly, I put so much time into my work during the work week. I want to put all my time and energy into my family on the weekends. And I really respect that. I didn't understand it when I was uh, young, but now I do. Uh, next one is making a life while making a living. He taught me that when I was older. I want to say when I was in college and I was looking for jobs. And I think he learned this the hard way. I think he realized that he had done so much traveling during the, the years of building his career that even though he was there for us when we were older, there was a lot of times that he was just gone traveling uh, during the week. And that caused him to think, what am I doing here? Am I really living a life while I'm making a living? And so I think I say this often on Impact of Leadership, be better than me. But I think I learned that from my dad. Um, he was always trying to give me mentor advice, helping me understand where he made mistakes um, and where I need to be cautious. As he said, you know, Patrick, you know, it's easy to get caught up oftentimes with wanting to be successful. And I want you to understand that there's more important things in life, like making a life than just building a name for yourself and reputation. You got to be able to understand when to say no to things. And in fact, for a while there, when I was president, he kept saying no to things for me. I'd bring them to him. He's like, nope, nope, you're not ready. You're not ready. And I thought he was saying I wasn't ready for the job, but that wasn't it. He was telling me, you're not ready to be able to be spread out too thin. You need to guard your time. You need to guard your time with your family. You need to guard your time for CCB. You need to guard your time. And again, he's a young guy that wants to make a name for himself. And honestly, I was trying to make my name beyond my dad's. I didn't appreciate what he was trying to do. But as a good father does, he does want to protect his children. And so I look back at that and I think, man, if I could give advice to people, I now want to help encourage them as well to make a life while you're making a living and don't lose yourself in this desire to make a name for yourself out there. There's a lot more important things. So spend your time with your friends, your family, work hard, but don't give up everything for a career. Six is always show up at your kids' activities. I've said this, my dad used to catch red eyes uh, uh, from Europe in order to get home so he could be at one of our functions, whether it was school performances or sports activities. He just showed up. Um, and I was always amazed. He would be tired, but he just always was there. And if he did miss, I got to tell you, I don't remember him. <laughs> That's the honest truth. It just feels like my dad was always there. Um, there were some funny times, and there's one story in particular where he showed up at my soccer game because he had been doing tons of yard work, and he had on all his old clothes, and a lot of like his pants were ripped, and um, he showed up the game, and I afterwards saw him, and I was just so excited that he came to the game, but he started making a joke about how rough he looked, and that there's no way anybody would think that I belong to him. Uh, being that this kid is coming off with a soccer uniform and this man just looks like he has just, I don't know, crawled out of a cave somewhere. 
And so uh, we laughed all the way home thinking, are we going to get stopped? Because somebody's going to call the police and say, uh, we got a situation here. But you know what? I don't care what my dad was wearing that day. I had, I don't care that he looked like he had been working in a cave. What I remember was my dad showed up. My dad showed up because he cared about me and he wanted to encourage me. And I was a terrible soccer player. I never continued on after elementary school. I should never have played that sport. But you know what? As, as a as, you know, kid, you try to everything. But my dad was there just to encourage me. And I remember he asked me, he's like, Patrick, what's your greatest attribute as a soccer player? And I'm like, my speed. Uh, no, I have no speed. Never had speed, never will have speed. Uh, it's why I was a lineman in football. I just did not have the speed. But hey, my dad never made fun of me for it. Later, we joked about it, about how he, that was my number one attribute I saw myself. So um, I thank my dad for always showing up, even um, if it wasn't perfect he still was there to encourage me. And then lastly, you know this phrase, it's not your fault, but it is your problem. I think my dad figured that out early in life uh, when his dad told him um, he had a flat tire and he had called his dad in the middle of like probably late, probably 1130. My uh, grandfather was asleep and he picked up the phone and my dad said, dad, I've got a flat tire. What do I do? And my grandfather said, fix it and hung up. That is exactly where that phrase came from. It's not your fault, but it is your problem. And my dad lived his life that way of understanding that there's things that are going to happen. We had a Microsoft situation where they canceled the charity program uh, after we had launched it for several years. And my dad had realized at that moment that he was going to have to find a new way of doing business if this main focus that we had built our entire business upon was now gone, how was he going to survive? He had employees, he had clients. And so we did. We started selling other lines in technology in order to help us be able to still be relevant and be valuable to our clients. And then later, my dad was working really hard with Microsoft to bring it back, and it did come back. And I was grateful for it. But you just have to understand that phrase, it's not your fault, it is, and it is your problem. You have to be able to accept that sometimes you didn't do anything wrong. You showed up, you did the work, you were successful, but then something else happens and now you're faced with this problem. But what are you going to do about it? My dad heard this um, from, I think, a, a pastor once at the end of a sermon. He gave his points and then he said, so what? So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to move forward? What are you going to do with this information that has given to you? So what are you going to do? So what? And I would encourage all of you, as you go through all these points that I have said, what are you going to do with this opportunity? You've taken 25 minutes listening to this podcast, which I'm grateful for. But now, what are you going to do with it? And I hope that you take one step each day. As Steve Shear has said many, many times, it is all about improving little by little. Atomic Habits, James Clear, improving that 1% each day. What can you do if you do that, right? And I would say anything you want. Thank you for listening to the Impact of Leadership. Thank you for letting me be able to just share a little glimpse into honoring my father, Chris Booth, the colonel, as he was a mentor, a father, a friend, and just an incredible man to many of you out there listening. So thank you. And I hope you continue to listen to the Impact of Leadership as you are not alone. You are loved. Have a great day.
takeaways and action items. Again, if this is your first time joining us, I try to do this every episode where I succinctly give you a few takeaways and a few action items based on that episode, whether it's an interview or like one of the Leadership Exposed episodes that you just heard. So takeaways. Number one, it's impossible until someone does it. Just like the charity program and Chris. Number two takeaway, leave an impression, but don't get arrested. Number three, we all will have someone else telling our story. What will yours be marked by? Action items. If you have questions, need encouragement, or want to provide feedback about the episode, shoot Patrick an email. Patrick.booth at impactofleadership.com. It'll also be in the show notes. That's action item number one. Number two. Look within your organization and externally for partnerships to take an idea further. Number three, know what you're about. Make decisions based on what you're about. Number four, if that last one makes you feel unsure, I'm not sure I know what I'm about. Ask yourself this, what do I want my life defined by a decade from now? Or as Stephen Covey wrote in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Visualize your own funeral. Look down at the casket and see your face. When people get up to speak about you, what do they say your life stood for? And then if you don't like it, change it. If you found value in what you've heard today, I have a simple ask. Send it to someone. We want to bring value to more and more folks just like you. So send it to your friends, your family, or others that were sparked as you listened to this episode. Don't comment or review unless you really want to. It does help us reach more people, but it also takes time that you can't get back. Scroll down to see the spot that says show notes, all caps, and find some links to follow up with us at the Impact of Leadership, specifically Patrick. You can email them directly. And we've got over 135 episodes in our podcast library and over 80 blogs with practical leadership lessons. Check the show notes, like I said. Hit the links for more. Now, I can't wait to be with you again soon. But until then, from us at the Impact of Leadership, thanks for listening. <laughs>